This is Fight Culture, and today on the podcast, we are going to be having Serena, the Southpaw Outlaw, De Jesus, Invicta FC Bantamweight, who will be fighting this week, January 18th, at Invicta FC 51 in Denver, Colorado. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of this fight and what it means for the next step at her chance for the title. Stay tuned. Hello, hello. Hey, there you are. (laughs) So you caught me after getting this nice, fresh cut. Oh, the necessities before you go. (laughs) Always. Like that, like my story just posted, out so fresh and so clean. Yeah, there you go. Well, (laughs) welcome to the podcast. I was really excited to get you on. I've been following your journey for quite a while. And so I was really... You know, I'm starting this, and I was like, what better being a woman than getting into women's MMA? And you guys are putting on a damn good show, so I'd love to be a part of it. Um, So for everybody watching, I am here with Serena, the Southpaw Outlaw, De Jesus. How's it going, Serena? Pretty good, pretty good. You know, I'm... Do I got, like I said, I got my first haircut. After this, I'm gonna go home, start packing my bag, do like a secondary check on my bags, because I seem to always suffer from the curse of forgetting one minor, inconveniencing but important thing. So I'm just gonna double check so I don't fall into that habit. And then, because tomorrow I leave for Denver early, Ooh. so that means I'm probably gonna be up at 4 a.m. because my flight leaves at seven. So I gotta go get my coach yep. all the way in North Vegas. Go get my teammate and up uh, and second quarterman, uh, Chloe Spateri, who is a ten time uh Commonwealth wrestling champion over back across the pond. So ten in a row. Go to, go her. Right. She also was the one who was responsible for Leon Edwards' cage defense against Usman, which made him so tired that boom. So Yep. I'm in good hands. I'm excited. So and this is gonna be my first time ever in Denver. So I personally love it because for me in fighting, I view I view fighting like a tra- like, think of old school Street Fighter, the World Warrior. You travel into a place, you fight somebody, you go somewhere else new. That's what I love. So when Invicta started traveling, I'm like, hey, Invicta, I like yep. to come back and do some cool things since no one else wants to fight me outside of it. And Shannon, that was cool. And, you know, I came back and now I get to go fight and I get a nice, t- good fight against Olga coming. And I can't wait because A, she cut the line. She has to pay for that. And B, it's going to be my first ever Southpaw I fought. I'm excited to test myself against this. Um, judging from what I saw, she'll try and shoot on me. And if she does, I hope to make her face and my knee very close friends by the end of the night. Right. So you you feel your skills are going to prevail over whatever she showed in that past uh, title fight that she just had against the current bantamweight champion. I feel very w- confident in my in my abilities. I've been working with pretty much straight up dudes who are outweighed me by a lot, like at 188 or seven. One of my main training partners, who is a southpaw, is Olena Kolesnik, who she fought at 55. So right. for context, she's walking around right now at 178. She is big Ukrainian bear who tries to move me. So. If I can survive and throw back against that big broad, I can survive against even if it's a band, it's a featherweight coming down. This is not my first band of um, featherweight coming down the bantamweight I fought. Right. So I just worked a lot on my on my cage wrestling and my defense and throwing hands because all my angle games have to change since this again it's a southpaw. 
what I do against Orthodox people doesn't necessarily work, but so I've had to find some new diversity in my skill set. It's been nice. So I'm looking very much forward to this. Um, if I can, with like I said, if I can withstand this, if I can push pick my coach Marvin Eastman, who is solid two twenty, like halfway across the mat. <laughs> You're set. <laughs> so this fight, this fight is potentially the fight for the title. So if you win this, you go and you fight for that title, regardless of who takes it home on Invicta FC fifty one. Um you am the rated E for everybody. There you go. I don't care who that belt, we're running it. Right. So knowing Olga has already lost to the champion, you fought the champion, I believe, your second pro fight. Was that a loss as well? It was a loss, but it was also a fight on three weeks' notice. Right. After a 19-month layoff because some knucklehead decided they got they had their feelings hurt and decided to tear my labrum apart to make them feel better. So, But I'm still the only girl to make Tanisha Tennant stumble. The only reason it wasn't a full fall down is she grabbed that cage and she was going back, which anybody could. So if I could do that on three weeks against the champion, imagine what I could do with a full fight camp. Right. For me, it's not even about the belt. If Tanisha retains about the belt it's about writing something it's about proving something to myself because for me the view for me fighting is i'm making my way up a mountain if i lose the fight i mean i stumbled a little bit down on the mountain so getting a rematch with tanisha would show me that i'm back to that point and if i when i win that fight against tanisha it means i've progressed where i failed before but i'm not going to focus on tanisha and Toledo's fight i'm focusing on this fight I'm focusing on what I want to do with Olga. Everyone's like, oh, she's big. She's strong. I'm like, I also don't give a shit. Like, I fought Courtney King when we were amateurs. She was a 45er who, by the grace of God, somehow made 35. And right. beat the shit out of each other. I fought, um, what's Elizabeth Phillips last year? Who was at 45. And she was thick. You know, she was kind of, she was super strong too. But I, and she was a wrestler. And I was able to get to give her the business too. It doesn't matter. I fight somebody. I signed my. I signed the contract, so it's ready to go. So it'll be fun to see how this goes. I'm expecting blood and fireworks. There you go. Yeah. So um, Megan Anderson, she's been doing um, some little reels on Invicta FC's page. She actually named, and this is a, a fighter that I had an interview with yesterday. She actually named Autumn Norton's and Claire Guthrie's fight to be fight of the night. Do you feel what you're going to deliver is going to triumph whatever's going to happen on that card? Sure. I, there's always the possibility. I just want to win. And right. if I can make a fight of the night, that's great. But I know Claire Guthrie, I do believe that Claire Guthrie and Autumn Norton's going to be violent. Because I like Autumn. She's violent. I thought we were going to fight because she called me out. I'm like, sounds Gucci. Because I don't run from fights. Right. I run from my, I run from my problems. And another woman is not a problem to bait. So it's like if I'm fighting with straight up dudes half the time, with the with like a few exceptions, yeah, <laughs> I'm unbothered. So, so I'm excited. Yeah. So I, I've been following you again on Instagram, and I've, I see you're a coach as well. How, how have you balanced yeah. um, being a pro fighter while also being a coach? So I've actually coached for a long time. Um, I would always coach in the afternoons when Roxanne Mataferi, my mentor, my buddy, 
was still fighting, like we were also roommates, so we'd coach together. And then I'd go home and relax. So I'd have all my training in the morning, just still do. And then I would coach in the afternoons and have my strength and conditioning, obviously, either before or afterwards. And so on certain days, like I only teach like three times a week. So on my Tuesdays and Thursdays, I spar and do any extracurricular work for training. So there's a healthy balance of it all. And I also do some work on, on the weekends as well. So I teach for two hours and then I just get the rest on. But, you know, it can be time consuming because I drive like 30 minutes each way there. Because, but I love my students. I love being a coach. I love seeing my students grow. And if someone 10 years ago said that, you know, hey, your autistic ass is going to be a kid's coach, I'd be like, but lo and behold, I became a kid's coach and um, I've done really well with it. Um, my coach's gym hasn't been open for a full year yet. We just took our kids to their first grappling tournament and we were we were number five in all wow. the uh, children's overall. So not bad. Yeah. Top five, you know, being in the top five overall in the, under a year is not bad. Yeah. And they're all so excited to see me fight. They love me like um, you're going to laugh. But uh, the other day, yesterday, they asked me for my number because the kids took the initiative to make a group chat for themselves so <laughs> they want to add me and so I'm like oh my god oh that's and awesome birthday gift I couldn't see them on Wednesday which is my birthday because I was actually involved in, an, in a hit and run mm, someone hit my the back of my car which propelled me into a pickup truck ahead of me so thankfully I was able to walk out of that unscathed physically unharmed but it doesn't matter to me because like lives can't be replaced you know cars you know, whatever can be replaced. So I was okay. The lady in the pickup truck was okay. You know, it doesn't matter to me. So I'm just happy I'm still able to go hit people. Right. So, but then all my students on Friday, yesterday, they brought me in all the birthday gifts they were meant to give me um, on Wednesday. And it was so cute. I've never had my students, like my students be like this before. Cause I coached another gym and you know, they gave me birthday wishes and stuff. But this is the first time like these kids, Cared enough to like give me gifts and stuff like that. Oh, that's so awesome! So I'm an so I'm an anime nerd. So if you watch, do you watch My Hero Academia? I do <laughs> a little bit. I am Izawa Sensei to these students so much. <laughs> I'm not a jerk, but like they see me all walking in tired as hell. They just know. Yeah. Oh man, that's but awesome. Yeah, it, it feels so nice. Yeah, so it feels nice to be that that figure for my students, and I hold that same belief like. If you're up to date on the My Hero Academia season six right now, how he's, how I was like, I will always protect my students. It yeah. is the same vibe. I tell my children that I will take care of them and support them like I do my own siblings because I'm the oldest of four kids. And some of them were really shocked. And like, like, oh, my God, there's a, there's somebody other than my parents who right. gives a damn about me. So, And it's a great feeling because, you know, it's nice to have somebody who cares you know, who's not related to you by blood or whatever like that, yeah. you know, because as we know, this world's kind of full of apathetic, you know what, I'm trying to not curse as much because, you know, I'm trying not to put it out on the Invicta <laughs> post interview again, like I did last time. I'm like, oh no, Shannon, please don't get me. But, um, but yeah, that's how I am. I, I grew up being autistic, you know, still autistic, obviously. And um, yeah, people were jerks to me too. It's like, I felt lonely. All I had was really my family for a while until I got to fighting. 
So I never want to have my students or anybody who I know ever go through those same feelings of loneliness too, if I can help it. Yeah. So you're you're actually an ambassador for um is is it called Fight for Autism? Fighting for autism. Fighting yeah. for autism. Well, what's your work with yeah. that? What what have you done to so, be involved with that, and uh, how do you represent so them? My work, my work for them is to keep you know being a positive role model. And I work alongside with other people from across the pond, which is where the main organization is. In fact, my second cornerman, Chloe Spateri, is also autistic. And that's how we met through there. So what we I like to do a lot of self-defense um, seminars. In fact, after my fight, I'm actually writing a draft up because I want to get a grant to start doing that at my gym. Because I used to do it where I used to train previously, and then COVID hit, killed the organization that I was working with. So I'd hold free self-defense seminars for autistic kids and teenagers once a month for free because honestly here in Las Vegas, there really isn't much opportunities for autistic kids. Like, yeah, get together through nonprofits, but the services out here suck. There's hardly any support. And you'd think with all the casino taxes, you know, the taxes from the casinos who are making profits for the last seven years, we get something, but no, there's not a lot of funding for mental health of people in general out here. And it really sucks. So my way, because autistics get bullied a lot and they get killed. Like the average age, not to go emo on main street over here. The average age of death for autistics is 38 years old. Yep. I'm 31. So that's a scary statistic. Cause the long skinny of it is if somebody else is not killing them, and if they don't get into an accident, it's normally their own caretakers doing it. Right. And that's the that's the unfortunate part that no one talks about. So I highlight these issues. I answer questions from autistic parents, you know, and you know, because I'm one autist. You meet what you meet me, I'm gonna function the way I function. It's not gonna be the same. But I can give at least a layout of what to do and what to expect. Right. You know, because, no, not everyone's going to be the same on the spectrum. That's why it is a spectrum. But I wanted to at least give some hope, not only to the parents, but also to kids. Because when I was growing up, therapists were saying I'd only be good for manual labor. I went to college. I did good on Dean's List. I was smart in high school, too. was on honors on a roll at the time. But I went to college out of spite a little bit. So don't do that. Not great for student loans, just saying. Um, but I proved them wrong. And now, like, I am I went from tripping over my own two feet, having the most shit motor skills, being in occupational therapy and physical therapy from elementary till middle school, now doing the most complex movements in the world. Right. So I want to show that it's not all hopeless. It's not all bad. That the, shot, the sun does shine. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, it, it's great that you can be that example and you give hope especially like you said from where you're from like from las vegas i've heard that many times that there is absolutely close to zero resources out there so yeah that is really that is really awesome and you have a very big platform to be able to do that so um big hats off to you that's so it's near and dear to me as well um i work in sped here uh where where i'm at in california yeah so i get it 100 percent. so it's awesome to see what you're doing resources when i was still living in pennsylvania oh okay yeah i very much understand the field right yeah so yeah it's amazing to see what you've done and and you know how you're impacting the community um so coming wednesday uh it's fight night you're ready to go you come out with that win 
Are you saying after, hey, get me that title fight? Hell yeah, I am. I mean, I worked hard for this. I got, I'm going to make it a five-fight streak, you know? I watched my homegirl, Lisa Verzoza, fight for the belt twice. Alita, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, got to fight off of two wins. I think after this fight, it's time. it should be time. <laughs> But you know what? I'm just happy to be out there fighting people. Right. So that's the fun part. Like, this is the stuff that gives me purpose. Maybe it's the weird. It's weird to have fighting other human beings be my purpose, but fighting for me has always been straightforward. Training, set time, set place, set people, and I never have to have that stupid icebreaker. Like, so you like stuff? Yeah. No, no talking about moves, and then we branch out. Like, hey, did you see that fight? And then we just start talking and. And, he, and there's all walks of life in martial arts. And it's great. So it's my it was my way of socializing. Like, I had a case manager until I was 21. But yeah, 10 years there, case manager. Yeah, go me. And he even said, like, the ha- this is the best thing I've ever seen you thrive in. Right. And I've tried my hands at, like, art. Tried my hands at music. You know, other things. Like, picking and shoot. But fighting was where it was at for me. You know, I... I loved powerlifting. Don't get me wrong. At 17, 18 years old, I was lifting the iron, but I was a fluffy 180. But my PR was 300 pounds with squats and 220 with benching. So apparently that stuff trans- translates. So, <laughs> yeah, I still got that strength going on. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and close this off because uh, you know us humans now, we don't have much of a te- attention span. <laughs> um, but is there anybody oh, you would like to give a shout out to uh, coaches, fans, brands, anybody? Okay, yeah. Um, I like to thank my sponsors, my consumer IT in Houston. They um, do a lot. They do a lot of infrastructure work for businesses with their online stuff. So they're really good people, and they also got computer issues. They got your back. Um, I like to thank the Chicken Pound. So they deliver del- fresh, delicious chicken. You know, already fully cooked and seasoned in the different flavors. They have right to your front doorstep. It has been a boon for me for my weight cut because now, like I said, I travel so much. It's hard to have a nice, nutritious meal. Now I just throw it in my air fryer and dance around it and then have my broccoli and whatever vegetables I want and have a really good meal. Yeah. Um, also want to thank um, Chris Creech, from, my agent from Sucker Punch Entertainment, who's really got, stepped up and has helped me a lot. So he's a great dude. So thank you, uh, Chris Creech. Um, RT Motorsports here in Vegas. Um Really good people to go get your car from. Um, you know, they're probably going to go back up there again. Who knows? Um, CombatSportsLaw.com. So Eric McGracken, really great guy. In case you have even the most, you know, out of out of left field question about rules in MMA and stuff, he knows the answer. He literally sits down and looks at all the legal stuff for MMA laws and with conditions and everything. He's a really smart guy. He's, a really, he's had my back for a long time, so... Thank you, Eric McGracken. Um, but yeah, I want to thank that. I want to thank um, God. I'm spacing out uh, the Healing Panda CBD here in town. CBD has really changed my life, you know, because it's helped with my sensory issues a lot that I've had. So thank you, Healing Panda, and thank you, Kenny Knoll, who owns it. So, but yeah, these are my peoples. I'm really happy for them. A lot of people have come together to make this fight camp happen, and I'm really grateful for them all. Because they keep the stream alive. Unfortunately, fighting ain't getting ready for a fight ain't cheap. So because right. of them, I'm able to go do my best. Awesome. So where can everybody find you on social media? And where can everybody view your fight this Wednesday? 
So everybody, you can follow me at Serena Southpaw on IG and on Twitter. I'm pretty much Serena Southpaw everywhere, all one word. So you, so if you want to find me, you'll find me there. Um, also, you can watch my fight either on Access TV or you can watch it for free, streaming live on the YouTube page of Invicta Fighting Championship. So tune in, guys. I can't wait to make some violence. Woo, I can't wait to see you fight, Serena. I'm so excited. Safe travels, and I can't wait to watch you on Wednesday. All right. Thank you so much. Take care now. You as well. Have a good one. You too. Bye. This is Fight Culture, and today on the podcast, we have Invicta FC bantamweight Serena, the Southpaw outlaw de Jesus, looking to bring her four-fight win streak to five at Invicta FC 51, Wednesday, January 18th, where she will possibly be asking for that title shot if she is victorious on Wednesday. Tune in and find out what Serena has to say. <laughs> 